You don't have to be perfect to be remarkable. You know, aim high, but manage my expectations of, of success. The, people see the 30%. They don't see the 70% of not making it or not getting what you want. And the interesting thing is that when you are honorable to achievement, the wealth and that kind of thing comes automatically. My story is all about agility and being able to be flexible. The five-year, 10-year plan that most CEOs ask, my plan has always been kind of unhinged. It's just like I go where my passion leads me and, and I feel free. Performance mattered, not fame, not money. How well did you do at something is what mattered. I've got to get through it. I've got to take a snapshot of the really great moments and carry those with me through the really bad ones. And the trick is, taking your blinders off and remembering to look at those photos. And it changes the brain, changes the wiring. And I try to breathe, breathing changes the wiring, but it's conscious. You have to just slow down. You have to cut out all the noise. You have to respect yourself. Young fans with a tattoo of Danny Zuko or, or Vincent Vega on their arm and you and you say this somewhere I made a difference in their life where they were was someone glad that you were alive were you valuable to someone uh, by being here and you you want to be valuable you know otherwise you're kind of wasting your time uh, if, if you don't find your niche to be valuable to something You have to be grateful for what, what you can get, plain and simple. Like, be grateful for what you have because that's, a, like, we're lucky to even be here. I think it's that feeling to be just lucky to be on the stage playing in front of people, lucky to be sitting with you and talking about this. It's just important for people to understand that complaining has no value. And if you complain about not having enough money, work more. If you complain about not having work-life balance, spend more time on vacationing in your family. It's super simple. Let your actions dictate instead of sitting there and feeling like you're not in control. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym, but no, I can't. The truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. My first shows, I was playing for five people. Like, some of them didn't even want to be there, honestly. <laughs> but I pretended like it was like, like a big deal. When I started DJing, I was playing, I remember when like five people would be like, yeah, and there was like, everyone else just doesn't give a shit. I'm like, those are my five people. I focus on them. And after I talked to them, hang out with them. I used to do that at every show when I was in a band. We would tour across the United States and we would drive like 10 hours and we would we show up, I remember in like uh, Albuquerque or something, and there was 12 people that showed up. And after the show, I like hung out with all of them and one of the guys let us stay in their, in their house because we were sleeping in our van the whole time. Man, I was excited after the whole tour. I was like, when are we gonna go back again? And it's like, you know, you have to start in that mindset. It's like, you can't, that's the problem with social media right now is that you're comparing yourself to people that have like this large success and you're like, I wanna play there. But well, you first have to go with what you have in front of you and make that meaningful. You can't forget 
that life is an art. That's why Oprah and I connected immediately because, you know, we did a whole episode one time on enlightening people that didn't have money on how they can live art. art for I said, very easy. I said, can the average fellow go to Walmart and afford a, let's take a tray? Yes, it might be $3. Can you afford a cup instead of a paper cup? Might be a dollar, it's fine. Now, can you put your favorite coffee in that cup? Can you, can you go to a market or something and get a nice blueberry muffin? Can you make that look pretty, put a flower on that tray? Now can you go give it to your husband or your wife? They'll think they're at the Four Seasons and you have minimal money. It's how you approach it. You know, it's, it's the art of life. Someone wants wealth or they want, want fame. It, it's harder for that to happen because it's not based on anything that has a, a bean exchange to it. You know, I always say, if you want to be uh, wealthy on, on just money, uh, get into the money business, uh, investments, uh, banking, you know. Uh, but if you're in the arts, I would do it for art's sake first, and then uh, hopefully others will follow, but not make it a prerequisite, but just keep doing the right thing and the good thing, it'll happen. We all make mistakes. We all struggle. This like unconscious feeling that I need to prove to my dad that I'm gonna make it. Cause that's like what I grew up with. I grew up with this, like I need to make it. Cause he kind of, he implanted those subliminal messages towards me, you know, like when I was a kid growing up throughout my life. You know, let's say some parent that doesn't want their kid to play the violin. Okay, and they're antagonistic. You know, you've got to be an accountant. You've got to be an accountant. You go, okay, dad, I love you, but if I become an accountant, I'm becoming what you want me to be. And I have a good chance of having a not so happy life. Even if I fail at being a violinist, at least I failed on my own terms and I failed doing something I loved. So. You gotta let up on me, dad, or brother, or sister, or whatever, whoever that character is that has a counter intention to you. You have to get with them and get real and say, look, it's my life, it's not your life, and this is how I need to do it. Why are you so hungry? Like, why do you keep doing this at this level? Because at the end of the day, you know, that's what you, you have as evidence of a, a, a life well-lived, a, a contribution to people. You know, you, you know if, if, if let's say I have 70 movies and each one delivers a, a kind of joy to a, a certain audience, the collage or the mosaic of your career has this blanketed effect that suddenly you can go away with pride that you, it was a job well done, and you, you maybe made a difference in a lot of people's lives. When you do something because you love it, it's being an amateur. And if you're a professional, you have to do it regardless of whether you love it or whether you feel like it that night. The trick is to keep both. Because if you, do, if you don't love it, then it's empty. You know, but we're getting there. What's crazy is that we're actually, the dreams I had as a kid, they're actually happening, which is bizarre and wild. I really want to showcase to all the young people that 
the shy kids, that the kids that are like, yo, I, <laughs> I will not be successful like that. I will have to like sit in a cubicle and do, you know, the boring stuff, which is actually what my dad told me to do. It's like, that's real life. You have other ways to look at your scenario. And, you know, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to speak to, to, to that, to that demo, to those kids, to those people, to the young people out there like that. Even to the older people that are like, maybe I need to stop my job and like pursue something else. Or maybe I need to reevaluate what I'm, what I want to do with my life. I'm learning now, I think, to try to go with the flow, to enjoy things, um, not to worry so much. If you always do good work from your standards, whether you're in a project that fails or succeeds, you can live with that. Think of, I'm 40. Do you know how young we feel? It's, when you yeah. were 26, did you ever think that this is what 44 felt like? No. You thought that that was finished? Yeah. How old are you? Like, you think a 40-year-old, like, when I was 25 years old, I thought a 40-year-old was finished. I don't even feel like I'm starting. And so I'm giving real advice, and real advice looks like this. When you're 19, and you can spend seven full years learning your craft, meeting people that are mentors, being patient, and you wake up, and you're 26 years old, you have your entire life in front of you, and you've done great foundational work to go on and then be successful.